I'm Melissa White, and this is The Spirit Room. This is a place for seekers that find themselves intrigued with working with the unseen world. I'll bring you insight into my life and work as a medium, interviews with people that I find fascinating, and also provide you with some tools to help you implement a beautiful life in partnership with spirit. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy what spirit has in store for us. everyone. Welcome back. I hope that you're well. I hope that you're enjoying your summer or winter, (laughs) wherever you are in the world. And I wanted to take a moment just to thank you all. Thank you for being here. Thank you for continuing on with this journey um, of mine to, you know, produce this podcast, put it out into the world. It's been quite meaningful for me. I feel as though it's fulfilling a part of myself that has always really wanted to be expressed. So I was having a flashback memory the other day of when I was probably about seven or eight years old. And I used to go in my bedroom and I would have my little tape recorder, the little cassette tape recorders that we used to have back in the olden times. And I would record myself doing, I guess, like kind of like a radio talk show kind of thing, pretending to have a guest and all of these things. So I I think that that part of myself has been really wanting to be expressed for a while. And just like around the same age, my other pretend thing that I love to do was sitting at my mom's china cabinet and setting it up like a little a therapist office. So I would just pretend that I was the, the therapist and I would be helping people. And that was like my dream. I, I absolutely loved that. So I think in some ways, I've, I'm living out some of those childhood dreams. The other part of it, I used to, I used to have a uh, little classes that I would teach like the neighborhood kids in the summertime. And I would have them come at a certain time and every day and we would read books and I would sort of have activities and all kinds of things that I organized. And I just love to do that too. So I can see looking back that all of this was was in the making for for quite some time. It's kind of funny sometimes to look back and to think about that. So anyways, that's all to say, I just am grateful that you guys are listening. You guys are that are here. You're here. If you love it, please share it or feel free to feel free to share it. The reviews and the ratings. Apparently, I don't know. I'm not like a podcast expert, but apparently that is the best way to really support a podcast that you really appreciate in your life. So I would ask you, invite you to do that. If you feel guided, that would be amazing. And otherwise, I wanted to just chat a bit about what's new, what's been happening. So kind of cool. I was, um, I'm in this podcast group. And I just happened to notice a a post um, by someone and she was asking a question Uh, and there was just something about her energy that I liked and something that I felt like oh I could connect with her because I am looking for some help with the podcast because to be honest I do not know how to edit and I do not have the time or the energy to really 
uh, teach myself. <laughs> so I've been just winging it, which I mean, is great because I honestly don't want something that's scripted and I don't want something that's very heavily edited. But it would be nice to have the have the option in, in case something needs to be edited out or changed. Or if there's a guest that wants to, to edit something out, it would be nice to have the, the ability to do so. And not only that, I wanted to get um, an intro, like the music going. And there's just some big plans and big ideas that I have not only for the podcast, but for everything that I'm doing. And so I recognize that, yes, I, I can be taught these things, but literally it takes me so long to do anything that's out of my zone of genius. So I did, I reached out to her, her name's Abigail, and um, we had a meeting and now she's on board. She's, she's working to help me to produce the podcast and she's going to be helping me also to make some of my tech stuff work more easily. So it's just kind of like amazing. It's kind of wonderful. So I'm super, super thrilled. I'm super excited about it. She's very good and she's very sweet. And then I also have someone else in mind who... I go to see her for my lashes and we hit it off. She's just, I, I really enjoy talking to her. I really enjoy her energy. And it just so happens that she is actually in school taking a program to learn to do web design and all kinds of stuff like that. And so, and she knows a lot about all kinds of things that I don't know. So it's going to be kind of cool to also team up with her and, and perhaps make some things happen there. So it's really neat sometimes how the universe brings you the right people at the right time. And I'm just super grateful for it. Super grateful. So it just feels, oh, that's a, that's a relief because these things that I cannot do or that take me a long time to do actually really stress me out. And so it's wonderful to be able to delegate a little bit and then be able to focus my energy on the readings on my clients, on my students, on the teaching, and on some of the events that are coming up. So I'm doing a small, very intimate retreat in at the end of August. And that's with some students of mine. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. I'm so looking forward to that. It's an in-person experience. We're going to have the Friday night and the Saturday night together, all day Saturday. And we're really, really going to connect. And so that's going to be really beautiful. It's called the Oracle Within. And um, it's full, but I, I'm sure I'm going to do some more of them in the coming year. So keep, a, keep an eye out for that if you're local to me or even if you're not and you just want to join us. I think it's going to be fantastic. And then I've been asked to work with my friend Allie, who is uh, putting together an amazing retreat experience at the end of September in Whistler. And it's all about aligning to your heart's true north. So really allowing intuition to guide you. It's going to be healing. It's going to be fantastic. She's got a lineup of other other practitioners, speakers. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. So look out for those details. We'll be sharing that very soon. And I'm really looking forward to being a part of that. I realized as time goes on that those types of things, those types of events really, really spark me with so much inspiration. I really love to share with you guys what I know, what I've learned, and I love being immersed in that energy. It's absolutely beautiful. So that's exciting. So I'm looking forward to that.
otherwise, it's, it's busy. I think like where we are in my part of the world, things are relaxing and opening up a little bit more. So it's, it's feeling quite positive. It's feeling good. But we're just, I think, getting used to being back out into the world. It just is going to take, I think, a little bit of adjustment. But it's it's a good thing. So I am I am really looking forward to that. And it's with the heat and everything like that. I'm just trying to rest and recuperate whenever I can. As I mentioned before, I don't deal super well with it. I did have a minor fender bender this week and it wasn't serious at all. It was a very, very gentle crash. I just, I backed into the window washer. Well, not the window washer himself, but the, his apparatus, like whatever this vehicle that he has is, it was parked behind my car. And I guess I just wasn't really looking. And so I backed into it. And what happened was, it kind of triggered concussion symptoms. So I've had a few concussions in my life, but the last one I had was a few years ago. And that one was bad, like short-term memory loss, very, very scary. It was like traumatizing. So anyways, when I started to have those symptoms after this little incident, I started to panic because I really don't want to go backwards with my with my concussion. So I am I am being mindful of trying to stay off of my screens as much as I can and also toning down my work as much as I can, but it is difficult when you book months in advance because really people wait to have their their reading and to cancel last minute is I, I hate to do it. It actually really, really bothers me. So I am sort of um, just trying to get myself back up to speed and get myself going again. So I am feeling a lot better than I was. And hopefully it just continues to improve from there. But anyways, that's, that's what's been going on. That's what's happening in my world. Let me just see. I wanted to answer a few questions. Because I did have people asking some questions here. So let's see, where am I going to start? All right, so somebody was asking for guidance um, about insight. I keep having dreams where I'm literally flying like a bird and saving people. It's happened more than once, and last night I don't think I slept at all. It lasted all night. I woke up this morning actually wanting to run and see if I can fly. What in the world does this mean? It's happened before, but not lasting that long, to the point I woke up exhausted. So what I would tell this listener is that actually I feel in your dream state or in your in your sleep, you are experiencing going going to the spirit world and actually doing some work, like doing healing work. And so with the bird thing, I think that's just literally, um, it could be a past life experience, something that you've experienced before, but it could just also be the sort of vehicle of choice that you're using in that energy in the spirit world. But my take on this is that you're actually running around doing all this healing and you're not getting good quality sleep because of it. So there's nothing wrong with it. I think we all go and do all kinds of things. We travel all over the place in our in our sleep. But I think that if you are 
noticing that it's affecting you in that kind of way where you're exhausted. And I know this person needs to have the energy. She's got things on the go and she's responsible for a lot. You're going to want to have a chat with your guides before bedtime and just say, it would be awesome if I, if you guys could help me just to stay put, stay in my physical body to, because I need the sleep. I just need the good quality sleep. And just know that just asking for that assistance and also setting the intention that that's going to be the way that it unfolds is very powerful. So try that. I would suggest that. I think that you're such a healer. I think that you're very much also in your in your human life, rushing around trying to help everybody. And this is not a flaw. This is a beautiful part of who you are. But I would say that the guidance here is for you to actually be setting some good boundaries so that you can focus on your priorities right now. And I feel that has to be your own physical and mental health and also for your kids. And that's literally the two priorities that I feel very strongly for you. So I think it's almost like a, a little wake up call, a little message, a little nudge from the spirit world showing you that you cannot be flying around rescuing everyone. That's not actually your job as a healer. Your first and foremost job is to take care of yourself, to bring yourself to your highest possible potential so that you can help and bring healing, facilitate the healing. But you don't actually need to be the one that's actually healing other people. They need to take responsibility for themselves and their own healing. So I hope that is helpful for you. The next one, this is from Vanessa. I don't think that she minds if I use her name. She's wondering if I could help her understand the spiritual meaning of seeing an eagle. I've seen three today, two in one location and one solo at a different location. Any info would be greatly appreciated. Well, I, I feel very strongly with the eagle that it is a messenger. It is a sign of a loved one in spirit, oftentimes, I find that with younger men, and even dads too, they seem to use the eagle quite often as a sign. The other thing that I feel like it has to do with is also freedom. It's a sign of freedom. It's a sign of truth. It's a sign of almost like a, a loyal companion. And so if you saw three in that one day, I would just count yourself very blessed. I feel specifically for you, there is a sense that it is a guide, a spirit guide of yours wanting to reach out. I do think that they're using the eagle as a symbol for you. And so it was just to get your attention. But it also is a message of reminding you to take a broader perspective to look at your life from a different point of view. Because I think what I'm picking up for you is that you are looking at everything very closely and, and almost like analyzing everything very intently, but you're missing the bigger picture. You're kind of like getting caught up in the minute details, but you're not seeing the bigger, the bigger scheme of things. So that would be my message from for you from the eagle. I also think there's something really there's something just really beautiful about connecting with that eagle. It feels powerful. It feels like a healing, a healing message. So you can you can look up this the spiritual meaning of the eagle, and that will be someone else's definition. Just with my quick little Google, the meaning includes loyalty, devotion, freedom, truth, honor, the divine, hope, foresight, and psychic awareness. So yeah, that 
that all sounds about right to me as well. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. But for me, I've had lots of experiences with eagles. But the one time that I saw three circling around, I was in New Jersey at the Journey Within, the spiritualist church there. And everybody was gone. It was lunchtime. I stayed behind. I went and I had had kind of like a, this is interesting experience. And I went and I sat and I was just sitting outside on the front steps. And I remember looking up at the sky. And just as I looked up, there was these three eagles circling around. And with my physical eyes, I looked up and I saw millions of tiny sparkling lights and it was so beautiful. It was such an amazing, it was just the energy of it felt so amazing. So you'll know when something is a sign because you'll feel it. You'll just know. So I hope that answers your question, Vanessa. Thank you for sending it. All right. So a question here from Lisa. Question I get asked often is how do you know who's part of your spirit team and what they feel like? There could be others here who wonder too. Well, I think that it is a feeling. It is a feeling. And I think if you're curious and you're wondering about your guides, you're wondering about your unseen helpers, then there's a good chance that they're trying to make themselves known to you. So you'll know by the feeling of familiarity. You'll know that there's almost like this connection, understanding. There's a sense of... Uh, friendship, a sense of camaraderie. Oftentimes, when someone's part of your spirit team, they will bring you repeated experiences or repeated symbols, things to get your attention. So for instance, I have a guide who I started noticing when I would go to yoga. I started going to yoga a few years ago, and I was going like, quite often. And I noticed every time I would go, I would look up at the ceiling and there was this rectangular shape. It was like a dark rectangle that I would see on the ceiling with my physical eyes, but I knew it was energy. Obviously, it wasn't a just a random rectangle on the ceiling. And I was like, hmm, that's so interesting. So I just said to spirit, what is that? What is that about? What, what am I missing here? And the impression that I got was that this was one way that a new guide of mine that I hadn't been introduced yet, I hadn't become aware of yet, was making themselves known to me. Now, I don't quite know, even to this day, why the rectangle, but I think it's something that I could probably delve deeper into and, and really find out. But I'm the kind of person that I, I really just, I trust spirit so much that I, I don't necessarily need to know. It's one of those things where I just take it for what it is. Like, okay, that's fine. That's the way that they appear to me. So there, there's that. You could notice that they might come to you in your dream state. You might have a name that you just hear repeatedly out in the world, or even in conversation with somebody, or you happen to be reading a book and it comes up, or even in your mind, it just be kind of plops into your awareness and you become aware of it. You'll, you, but to be fair, I think it's mostly just a feeling of familiarity, a feeling of love. Now, your guides are all going to have very different 
aspects to them. They're they're not all you know going to feel the same. So there's going to be a unique energy signature for for each one of your guides. So you'll start to get to know the difference. I I think asking to know your guides is a beautiful thing. I think automatic writing, putting pen to paper, and just asking to be given some information or to be given some guidance from one of your guides that's a beautiful practice but there will be there will be a point of connection and an understanding and and you'll just know you should feel safe with your guides you should feel very supported i would say depending on the guide i mean i have a very sassy guide who like she does not take any of my excuses. She does not really let me get away with anything. She's on to my tactics when I want to kind of like just not go there with something. She doesn't let me. So she's like more, she's more of a slave driver, actually, like she's pretty tough. But then I also have another female guide who is super, super emotionally available to me. And she's very much there for emotional support. And she works with me oftentimes when I'm working with clients as well. So there's a balance there. I've just been recently introduced to a new guide. Well, I think he's been around for a while, actually, but I wasn't aware of him. And I was doing a session with him. She was doing a practice reading for me. She she brought him up and she brought him through. And it was so interesting because the way she expressed his energy and what he's about, it made perfect sense. I knew because I was like, oh, that's such a familiar feeling. It's it's hard to explain to someone in a linear it's it's not it's not logical and it's probably a frustrating answer for people that when I say, well, you'll just know, you just feel it. But it literally is the truth. Like that is my that is my truth uh, that I'm expressing to you guys. But this one, I felt, oh, he's so funny. And I've experienced him many times as I demonstrate, like when I work with larger groups, it seems to me that he comes in and he influences. He gives me a little bit of like humor to use. And there's sort of like a fun, there's sort of like an uplifted feeling. And he's kind of like a rebel. He kind of just does his own thing and he inspires me to do the same. So it's really wonderful. And I think with students and people that are really striving to work with mediumship and work with their abilities, they feel oh, like when they bring through a guide that it's almost like lesser. It's not as important or it's not as evidential as say like a link with a a loved one in spirit that can be verified, that can be proven. But I would beg to differ. I think that for me, that was actually what I needed. It was beautiful. And I've been working with him consciously since that introduction. So how cool. Sometimes something's right in front of you, but it, it still takes someone else to kind of uncover it for you. So I, I think it's phenomenal. But Lisa, I hope that answers your question. Um, okay, Liz is asking, how do you juggle handling messages from spirit and then relaying the messages to their people? Mm, I'm not quite sure what you mean by that. Like handling messages from spirit and then relaying the messages to their people. Well, I don't. I don't just give messages randomly to people. I certainly don't do that. And I don't uh, believe in that. So that's not a problem. I have good boundaries with my own abilities and with spirit and with people. So I'm not open 24 seven. This is not like a 7-Eleven. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not. I'm not open 24 seven. Nope. And also I think that 
if, if I do, say I do have an awareness of somebody who is trying to connect with somebody in my vicinity or somebody that I know or something like that, I will just say to the spirit person, if they're meant to receive this from me, will you have them find me, have them come to me, connect us together, have them bring it up, have them ask. So I really work on the basis of I need to be invited. I need to be asked to do it. I'm not, I'm not, otherwise I'm not doing that. I'm not I'm going to invade anyone else's privacy. And I'm not also going to run myself ragged and possibly ensue some kind of mental illness um, by be constantly being bombarded by, by spirit. I think it just wouldn't be healthy. So I don't know if that's what you meant, but let me know. Let me know if that makes sense to you. All right. So this is from Heather. Please tell me next steps. Writing intensely personal yet illuminating and potentially supportive for others. Memoir about subclinical psychosis or working in a coaching capacity. I can't do both at once and it is making me dizzy trying to sort it. Okay. Yes. So I get what you're saying, Heather. It's two very different energies and they both deserve your undivided attention for sure. And so I think there's nothing wrong with taking a step back and focusing on one for a while. And my intuition tells me for you that it, neither one will suffer if you have to step back. So I, I think that the writing is actually super, super therapeutic not just for you, but it's going to be for other people. I think it's part of your mission in this life to actually create this, express it, put it out there. I can see that it's going to lead to speaking engagements and possibly workshops and things like this. I also think that it's a cleansing. You're, you're actually going through the process of an emotional, spiritual it's an awakening that's been happening for a while, but it's actually at the point where now you're actually kind of purging and cleansing. So there's a lot of intense energy there. It's absolutely beautiful. I think that it's very, very, it's vulnerable and it requires you to be in a certain kind of energy and a certain kind of headspace to be able to do this. So if you need to put the coaching on the back burner for a short while, do so. And just ask spirit to guide you, ask spirit to make it so, because they can arrange all kinds of things. They can orchestrate all kinds of things, but we do forget to ask them to help us. We do forget to ask. They need permission to kind of intervene in those ways. So I think what I see for you over the summer, especially is time in solitude, time in stillness, time in nature, and really, really connecting to not only your own soul, but allowing this information to flow through you from the spirit world to be inspired. So your words are actually being inspired from spirit. It's a type of mediumship in a way. So I'd love to chat with you further about that. So we can definitely do that. But hopefully that is helpful to you. And I wish you so much love in that endeavor. That's amazing. All right. I have one more here. But 
she's just going to message me back. <laughs> so so we'll, we'll see if I get the message back within the next few minutes here. But you know, I would encourage you guys definitely always if you if you have something like this, definitely email or connect with me on social media and just send me your question. Even if it's a bit personal, it's okay. I can leave your name out. It can be anonymous. The thing is, I get lots and lots and lots of messages asking me questions. And what I've done in the past is always replied no matter what, like day or night, like midnight, I'm getting a message asking me about this, that. And it's because it's in my heart to do that. Like I, I sincerely want to help as many people as I possibly can. The trouble is that after eight years of working the way that I've been working and the pace and the schedule and just everything I've gone through, a divorce in that time, major health stuff in that time, I don't know, five moves, six moves, um, diabetes, all just life, just life stuff. It got to a point where I realized that my mental health was suffering from the lack of boundaries. So I am pretty good in some respects with boundaries, but I wasn't good with it when it comes to just being available, just, just being available for everybody at any moment. And it was starting to lead to burnout and it scared me. Because I'm by nature a very positive person. By nature, I'm very hopeful. And I was starting to get a bit depressed and starting to get a bit not feeling like myself. And as you guys know, I'll always be honest. I'll always share my truth. And so just recently, I've had to really just tell people when I, when I don't have it in me that I just can't do it. Because on its own, one little question is not a big deal. But I get... I get a lot, like a lot of messages. So it can be super overwhelming at times. So what I thought as a good solution, so I could still answer them, would be to use it for the podcast because this way it actually helps other people to hear the questions and to hear my take, to hear my answers. And so that makes it, that makes it, it's, it's helpful to others. It's also helpful to me because I can put it, put it in the podcast and that gives that, gives it that almost like a, dual purpose or like a multitasking type thing. So if you do have those questions, don't feel like you can't ask me, but please, if we could, what I'll do is I'll save them. I'll put them in a batch. And then every so often, maybe like once a month, I'll tackle as many as I can on the podcast. So hopefully that's a, hopefully that's a good solution. I, it feels right to me. It feels good. But really, from the bottom of my heart, please never feel bad for asking. I would just say, please know that if I say no, it's not easy for me. This is not... I am not someone who finds that easy. But I'm doing it because I'm trying to be my own best friend. I'm trying to be an advocate for myself. And I'm trying to take control and take charge of my well-being. And it starts from within, but really does. And so all of this work is, is a continual work in progress. And I hope also like the students that I teach, I hope that they're seeing, oh, like seeing that I've had this struggle and maybe it will help them to make some different choices on their journey. I think it's important. It's important to share not only the great stuff and the beautiful stuff and all of that, but also to share the things that are difficult and the things that are kind of messy. And so I would just offer that to you guys as a just as a bit of uh, information for you, just for you to keep in mind. The other thing is that with, with this type of work, it isn't just, oh, let me just take two seconds and answer. It does require energy 
And it does require that I'm in that state of mind. I I have two kids. I'm I'm a chauffeur. I'm literally like driving around all over the place. I've got other responsibilities to my family, to my partner, and to my health. My physical health is something that I am really, really taken seriously. And so in that way, my work hours have to stay for work. And my downtime really does need to be for that. And and that's just the way I think I'm going to be able to sustain the work that I'm doing and not burn out and not get to the point where I'm not useful. You know, that's my worst fear is that I would not be useful to to the world, you know, and to myself or to my family. So anyways, that's the that's the whole idea um, behind maybe answering them this way. So I appreciate it. Thank you guys for sending those. Now, let's see. I did get this message here. It says, I just have a question about intuitive decision making for big life decisions. What's the best way to trust yourself when it comes to huge, huge life choices? Well, this is an interesting question. I would say it's okay. Your intuition will guide you. And yes, you have to trust yourself. And yes, you have to trust your own soul. However, we cannot be, it depends what you mean by making the best choice. Because who's to say that you use your intuition and it guides you in a certain direction. And maybe it's not the outcome that you wanted. Maybe it's a difficult road. But maybe it's preparing you for something even bigger that you wouldn't be able to experience unless you went through this trial and tribulation. So it's hard to say, are we making this decision to try and avoid pain? Or are we making this decision to try and just get the outcome that we, like our human self thinks is the best? Or are we just open to learning? Because if you're open to learning and you're open to trusting trusting the universe, then there's no fear involved in making the wrong choice. I don't even believe in wrong turns and wrong choices. I really don't. I believe the universe does have a backup plan. And so it's, it's one of those things. So I would say the best way to trust yourself is to keep small promises to yourself every day to allow yourself to actually sit in silence and stillness and to spend time with your own soul. Now that sounds, I know, to some people listening, that sounds very hokey and it's, yeah, okay, Melissa, but what does that mean? What is that actually going to do? And it does a lot. It In giving that time and space to yourself, you're actually not only raising your vibration, you're creating room, you're creating space for a connection to be made between you and your higher self, you and your soul, you and the spirit world, you and God, the creator, the universe, whatever your belief is. And so that's, that's to me, that's such a, that's a, a phenomenal tool that we have at our disposal. It does not cost any money and we don't do it enough. I think we avoid it. So I would really get quiet and still. And then you want to, to go from there and really listen to the voice of your soul. You might want to sit, put pen to paper, ask the question, and just allow your guides to write through you, bring you some insight in that way. You might also like to do a little exercise where you write both of the choices on pieces of paper, and then you kind of like fold them up, close your eyes, mix them up in your hands. 
and then pull one at a time and tune into the feeling of each one. Hold one in your hand, write down what you feel, what you get, what you receive, and then do the other one, do the same thing, and then unfold them and see see what you get. So you're not seeing what you wrote on the paper. So in, in a way, it's like you're taking your logical mind out of the equation, and you're just going by what you feel for each one of them. I would try that, Megan. But, oh, sorry, I don't know if I was supposed to use your name. Hopefully you don't mind. I would say that there's never any guarantees. You could go for a million readings, you might get some similar responses, you might get some people that have different responses, different predictions. There's there's never a guarantee. I think that it's a matter of rec- recognizing that you follow your intuition with the information that you have in that moment from the level of consciousness that you're at in that moment. And then you go from there with surrender, knowing that you are supported, you are guided. And if it doesn't go the way that you want, it's going to go the way that you need. Because I believe that we live in a universe that is acting for us, not to us. It's not happening to us. It is actually for us. And so I think you'll agree because I know I know that you've experienced some things like that. So I hope that gives you some insight. I would also say there is this, I'll look it up right now. I posted it a while ago, but I don't think anybody really watched it. But I would encourage you guys to check this out. It's the story Chinese farmer. That's what it's called. You can look it up on YouTube, Alan Watts. And it's only like a two minute long little video. So it's very short. But this it illustrates my point so perfectly. So I just I encourage Megan, I encourage you to listen to that watch it and everyone else. Okay, so it's true, like our intuition is there to guide us. But it's not there to prevent us from going through difficulty. That's that's definitely not the purpose. So I would encourage you guys to listen, listen to your intuition, listen to your heart. And in order to do that, you need to create time and space. So a meditation practice, sitting in the power, joining a spirit circle. I've got many on the go. If you're into it, please reach out. I'm, I'm happy to chat with you guys about that. Get a mentor, like whatever. Just take action in your life to come to that place where you're giving attention to your soul, you're giving attention to your heart. And so it's just as important as the physical health, in my opinion. So I'll leave you guys with that. I am starting enrollment again. It's opening up for the magical membership. If you're interested, please do reach out and we can get you set up for that. You got a three card reading every month. You got a meditation that's exclusive to the the private Facebook group that I record. You'll get that every month. And um, you'll also get access to a monthly group session, which usually is like a group reading, but every so often we might do a little workshop as well. So it's super fun. The people in that group are absolutely beautiful and supportive. I am enjoying it. I love it. So yeah, definitely join us. So thank you guys again for being here. I am just sending you so much love. And from my heart to yours, I just bless you. Thank you. Thank you. And take